Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Relic Reveal video. I am excited about this Relic, and I know I say that every single time, but this is legitimately one of the coolest Relics that we're going to get. We are talking about the first U.S. citizen to be canonized a saint in the Roman Catholic Church, and that's none other than Mother Francis Xavier Cabrini. Mother Francis Cabrini was originally the youngest of 13 children. She was born two months premature, and that had a negative effect on her health that would carry through her whole life. And we'll kind of see this reoccur as she goes up and does all these wonderful missionary endeavors. When she graduates at age 18 with a teaching degree, she tried to enter into a convent called the Daughters of the Sacred Heart, and they rejected her because of her poor health. So she ends up working, being a substitute teacher, and her local parish priest, Father Antonio, sees her charity and he says, listen, don't try to join a religious order. I got this orphanage a couple towns over. Go there. They're a mess. They're a train wreck. They're all over the place. You need to bring your power of organization, your teaching skills, and kind of reform that place. Now, this orphanage was run by two laywomen, uh, one of whom was very wealthy and kind of supplied the cash money in order to run this thing. So she goes there, reorganizes the whole thing. It is running like a beast. She is uh, teaching. They're doing all sorts of uh, life skills and all this stuff in order that these orphans can grow up and have jobs, job skills, all that stuff. So eventually the orphanage is shut down. Right now she's homeless, which is another reoccurring theme, not just sickly, but homeless. And a bishop comes to her and says, instead of running this orphanage, what I want you to do is to start a missionary order and evangelize in my diocese, still in Italy. So she starts the missionary daughters of the Sacred Heart. And there they begin uh, doing a lot of great work in and around uh, the city of Lodi, Italy. And they're doing a lot of stuff, right? They're doing the teaching women needlework and teaching reading and writing and all of this stuff. But eventually the call to do missionary work would grow in her heart. And she sees, this is very important to understand her life, she sees the advance of the gospel comes with advancing people's lives, right? That as Pope John Paul the Great said, right, when the gospel of liberation comes into people's hearts, it liberates them not just spiritually, but morally, right? And also physically, right? That's why the gospel always comes with our charity, our love of neighbor. Mother Francis Cabrini did not see, you know, serving the poor as something different than advancing the gospel, but they were both one and the same. And everyone knew it which is why the holiness of Mother Frances Cabrini was expressed in her beautiful prayer life as well as her organizational missionary efforts. All of these things complemented one another. Mother Cabrini, you have to understand, is a whirlwind of work and organization, devotion to the poor, the marginalized, the outcast, the forgotten, the oppressed. Mother Cabrini is your person. An organizer, the Holy Spirit had blessed her with a charism of administration, which actually is a real charism enumerated in the Bible, that she had this ability to take a mess and to make it harmonious for the kingdom of God. And eventually, the, the, the kind of reputation that she built for building house after house, orphanage after orphanage, hospital after hospital, reached the ears of Pope Leo XIII. When she told him, I want to go to China and be a missionary with my order out there, he said, don't look to the east, but rather look west. They eventually would set up uh, an agreement with the Archbishop of New York to, to run an orphanage in New York in these slums called Little Italy's. Little Italy's were these inner city slums of Italian immigrants 
that were you know filled with crime and disease and poverty and all sorts of stuff. And so she thought this is going to be vibrant missionary territory in the new world, in the United States. So she sails on a boat. Remember, she has hydrophobia. Sails on a boat from Italy all the way to New York. She arrives. Turns out she walks out with her sisters. There's no orphanage. There's no building for her to sleep in. They couldn't even afford a hotel. They stay in this disgusting place. The beds were so disgusting that they literally decided to pray all night long rather than sleep in these beds. The Archbishop of New York said, uh, go back to Italy. Go back. There's no work here. You go back. And she, uh, she told him no. <laughs> she told him no. This is Mother Frances Cabrini. She is fiery, and she is going to accomplish what the Lord sets before. So eventually, they have a meeting with the archbishop, come up with a whole new game plan. Now, this is beautiful because Mother Frances Cabrini would build free Catholic schools. She would build uh, hospitals. She would build houses for people to get job skills, all of these things together, up and down the coast of the United States, down into New Orleans. Eventually, she would be in Seattle uh, when she's uh, 59 years old and she becomes a U.S. citizen officially. She made over 30 trips overseas, uh, going to Rome, going to Nicaragua, going all over the place. Remember hydrophobia? Remember sickly? Right, Doing all of these things to advance the gospel. Mother Francis Cabrini never once hesitated to bring her massive organizational skills to bear for the sake of advancing the gospel and the kingdom of God on earth. How do we apply the life of Mother Francis Cabrini, which is filled with incredible labors of love to our own life? Number one, you and I need to Remember the poor. We need to remember the poor in a way that might be a little bit different than you and I think. So oftentimes when we talk about Christian charity to the poor, we look at it as relief, right? Giving money immediately to help relieve a situation. We have the St. Vincent de Paul Society, which here at our church, an amazing group of people who go and they pay uh, you know, rent and they pay bills and all this stuff for people uh, that they meet that, that are demonstrating a profound need for this stuff. That's what we call relief. On top of relief, we have what we would call development. And that's something that is a lot harder for any one parish to do, to actually lead in the development and bringing whole generations up and out of poverty. Generally, you need uh, a large amount of resources, more than just one person or one parish could do. But Mother Francis Cabrini understood that if individuals are not only going to hear the gospel, but receive true human liberation in all of its forms, not just from sin, but also from the cycle of poverty and oppression, what she had to do was bring the best of education. She's teaching them job skills. She's teaching them uh, how to read and how to write. She's doing full free education and building a future, a scaffolding upon which the future generations right could be blessed and pulled up and out of poverty. This is the beautiful course of the Catholic Church when we look at how do we work with the poor, the disenfranchised, the outcast. Relief is important. Charity, one-on-one, -on -one, helping people in dire circumstances. Development is pulling in people out of poverty, not just in one circumstance, but maybe for the rest of their life, right? This is the whole, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. That's what Mother Frances Cabrini specialized in. She went out and sought opportunities to bless people with her work, her money, her efforts, all of this stuff. Everywhere she went, she looked to benefit those who were on the outside looking 
in. Now, most of you watching these videos probably live in the woodlands. You go to St. Anthony's. That's awesome. If you don't, comment below where you're from. We'd love to know where you're from and why you're watching my beautiful face, but thank you. But here's the deal. We are beautifully blessed to live in this wonderful area, but our eyes can never because, you know, it might be comfortable or might be this or that, whatever. And I, uh, I, I live very comfortably in my nice suburban habitat. I can forget what it's like to be a parent struggling to pay the bills and desiring to send their kids to Catholic schools, right? People who maybe we don't know, but our next door neighbor might have fallen on hard times, reduced hours, and they can't pay their mortgage or their rent or a bill or whatever. That's the power of a community of people like Francis's Mother Francis Cabrini's sisters coming together. Their joint efforts and labors and love brought true change and transformation into people's lives. So kind of the moral of her life story could be, this is what good we can do for Christ and the gospel if we did it together, right? Our food pantry, St. Vincent de Paul Society, just between those two things, we are providing immediate relief and a long-term uh, long development to change the trajectory, not just of an individual today, but maybe of an entire family right? The power behind people committed to a singular cause for the glory of God, not for my glory, not for my awesome nonprofit that I want to be on some big stage, but to tirelessly work for the advancement of human persons for the glory of God. That is what we learn from the story of Mother Frances Cabrini. She was canonized in the 1930s. They fast-tracked her canonization because her works bore witness uh, and, and Jay, what was the story? We had a, a poor kid, right? You know, saints have to do two miracles after their death. We had a poor kid. How old was he? He was uh, one day old. One day old. They, they put silver nitrate, 1% silver nitrate in their eyes. And the doctor did it wrong, poured 50% silver nitrate in the baby's eyes, completely blinded the baby. They pinned a little piece of her habit to his uh, onesie, and they began praying fervently. And two days later, a miracle occurs. Another sister in her order was miraculously healed at her intercession. And so we have this wonderful saint interceding, modeling for us how to follow Christ in all of these circumstances. She's the patron saint. Man, what is she? The patron saint of a lot of stuff. She's patron saint of... Uh, just two things, actually. Uh, no, 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 Jay. She's the patron saint of a lot of stuff. One, immigrants. Two, the uneducated. <laughs> I can't find it on here. No way. It's uh, hospital she? administrators. Really? Yep. Just two things. She is the patron saint of immigrants as well as drum roll, please. Hospital administrators. This woman has done so much to change people's lives. We can do the same thing animated by the same spirit that she was filled with through the Pentecost Sacrament of Confirmation. You and I, we're in this together. Let's do this. Let's bring the blessing of Christ into people's lives. Saint Mother Cabrini, pray for us. All right, y'all, this has been another Relic Reveal. Mother Francis Cabrini, so excited. Tune in next week, this time, where we're going to discover our very next saint in the path to Our Lady of the Angels, chapel, dedication, groundbreaking, all that jazz. Join me then. God bless.